Alright, recording on the podcast. Recording on the video. Maybe. There we go. What's up, everybody? Hey, uh, it's Big John here. Find me at The Real Big John on Parlor. Also, welcome to another Americana, the American way. Uh, got a few things to tidbit about and then get into something that's really the American way, the right to arm bears, the right to bear arms, whatever you want to do. Uh, so Biden has come out since Congress is being held up by... me guzzling water no um some gun some gun control legislation the worst the biggest gun control gun grab uh infringement on your second amendment rights uh ever is in the works in house bill 127 um biden is going to make his own executive orders to change some things about gun laws, which, and a lot of it's bullshit, but, uh, so, (laughs) one thing he should try to do is, uh, keep his crackhead son from buying a gun. Uh, you know, Biden's son tried, lied on a gun application. Uh, background check application Uh, and and as late as 2017 this gentleman Hunter Biden uh, not to get him confused with his uh, Biden's other son or sons I don't know how many he has but Hunter lied on a gun background check that should be some kind of crime I think and then he had his girlfriend or significant other, whatever she was, throw the gun in a trash can near a school. Rubbery. Uh, Hunter Biden has come out with this book. Let me... I want to look up the name of her book real quick. For two things, two reasons. One, can't remember the name of it. Secondly, when I heard the name, it was like, I think it's like Rainbows and Sunshine or Smiles and Sunflowers or something weird. Something like, why the hell did you name your autobiography this? Um, But anyways, he did this interview on CBS. And... Uh, he's like as dumb as his dad. Um, here we all thought Joe was like... Okay, uh, the name of Hunter Biden's book is Beautiful Things, a Memoir. Um, don't, don't buy it, please. Oh, here's an interesting 
uh, I, I've heard it's full of lies and baloney stuffings. I don't know. Don't care. Ain't gonna read it. Um, but it's it's beautiful things. The uh, life and times of Hunter Biden. Eat, sifting through the carpet for crack and accidentally smoking Parmesan cheese. That's a beautiful thing, if you ask me. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, I mean, he he's just, in this interview, he's like, he's like his dad. He's kind of like incoherent, misuses words, says stupid things. Um, you know, they, they were asking him about the gun and the, you know, and different things. And at one point he said, yeah, you know, we'll find out. I mean, it's something that he should already know. <laughs> I mean, sorry, why my sinuses drain. Um, he had an affair on his, so he cheated on his wife, which was his brother's widow, with a stripper and fathered a child with the stripper. Now, I hope. Hope he's taking care of the child, raising it like a man. I don't, I don't know, but it just seemed like uh, the left wing of the world wanted so bad to lecture all of us on the morality of. Donald Trump and his Twitter feed, um, Donald Trump and, um, who, who is the, uh, that, whatever, that, that porn star that wasn't even that attractive that he monkeyed around with, um, you know, we, we were all lectured on that, and <laughs> here's, you know, the Bidens get this free pass from the media, and like the interviewer was throwing him softball questions and she was acting like she was trying to dig, but she she was really just like softball on it. Even the follow-up questions or the, you know, digging for information was softball. Um, the other thing going on in the, the news that is good news, uh, the police vehicle which they tried to put George Floyd into, all right? The George Floyd trial goes on and on and on. Uh, and the defense hasn't even started its its case yet. And already uh, legal experts are saying that they're winning. Not, not the ones on the lamestream legacy press, the lamestream media, but... Um, some other websites that you'll find. And if you listen, uh, it, it's not looking good for the prosecution, uh, in my opinion. But what also is not looking good is the defense attorneys had uh, Derek Chauvin's uh, police cruiser searched eight months after this trial or after, pardon me, this uh, death of George Floyd. And in the police cruiser, they found speed balls, 
which are a pill that consists of meth and fentanyl. Now, we know George Floyd had three times the uh, amount of fentanyl in his system that, requires to, that it takes to overdose a normal person. We know that his drug dealer was in the car. The drug dealer's attorney said that his client is pleading the fifth because he could be implicated in George Floyd's death uh, if, you know, because of the amount of uh, fentanyl George had in his system. But nonetheless, speed balls with George Floyd's DNA on them. I don't know if I emphasized that earlier. Speed balls with George Floyd's DNA on them were found in the police cruiser. Now this goes back, remember a few days ago I talked about George Floyd said he was hooping. And hooping is a street term for uh, throwing a bunch of pills back when the police are coming or hiding uh, drugs in your body to, uh, well, hide them from the police. So this is consistent with that. Uh, you know, George Floyd had drugs on him. Uh, perhaps when the police walked up on the SUV after the uh, store clerks called the uh, called about the the counterfeit twenty. And Floyd refused to return the pack of cigarettes that he'd purchased with the counterfeit $20 bill. Um, this, you know, perhaps there was a drug transaction taking place. Uh, I, I don't, well, maybe they didn't have probable cause, but I'm not sure why the police and didn't at the scene try to pat down or frisk whatever search the other two people that were in the s in floyd's suv he had a really old mercedes benz like the jeep cherokee equivalent not the eighty thousand or hundred thousand dollar brad pitt i'm an asshole uh mercedes suv but the a very used mercedes suv that's affordable to normal people anyway enough about that but speed speedball pills with George Floyd's DNA found in the police car so let's go over to Mr. Biden and his uh, second amendment anti-second amendment uh, executive orders uh, one thing he wants to get rid of are these uh, guns known as ghost guns uh, makes it sound scary. We're all afraid of ghosts in 2021. Uh, you, what these are, see, there's a specific part of a gun that makes it a gun. Everything else is just a part. So, especially in a semi-automatic rifle, and that's the, the triggering mechanism. I'm not an expert on this, but I've seen it on other videos and even thought about ordering them what they do is they don't finish this mechanism of the gun and so therefore it doesn't require a serial number and then what you do is you Johnny Cash one piece at a time your gun together and you can make any kind of uh, semi-automatic rifle from this it's usually like a square about this big 
and it's got some holes drilled in it. Uh, well, some markings, not holes, because the holes would make it complete. And through these markings, you make some holes, you cut some things out, and then you have your trigger mechanism for your gun. And then you build the rest of the gun around that. But in order for someone to sell you this online, they go for like 100 or 200 bucks. And it doesn't require a serial number or a background check. So in Biden's new bill, these ghost guns would be required to have, uh, or pardon me, in Biden's executive order, these guns would be required to have a serial number and a background check. So you wouldn't just be able to order uh, the parts to make your own gun online anymore. Also, he wants to make red flag a law through executive order. And I really think this is something that's too, too iffy. Um... You know, it sounds good on the surface. What it is is if someone's acting erratic or talking crazy, crazily, I don't know if that's a word, but Joe Biden makes up his own word, so so can I. So let's say your neighbor, your ex-husband, ex-wife, uh, or, you know, present husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, are acting erratic and... They own guns, and you think, man, they, they may be getting ready to do something bad. So you, under this executive order that he wants to write, he, well, he's not going to write it. Attorneys are going to write it for him, and then Kamala's going to put it in front of him, and, you know, he's going to get his crayon out and scribble his name on it. Uh, anyways, um, but you would be able to report your neighbor or whoever. And the reason why I brought families into this is a lot of gun violence is domestic. And so what's, let's say your ex is going to get ready to harm you. They've just done a better job keeping it covered up. And so they report you for being erratic and, you know, posting crazy things on social media or something like that. Well, the police could get an order to come to your house and take your guns. Now you can't defend yourself. See, so that that's where this is tricky. And, you know, a, a lot of things are left open to interpretation. I would guess ultimately this would go to like an, a, a, yeah, a, a judge... And you would, you know, be able to state your case and the police would have to state their case for taking your guns. And the person that uh, red flagged you would have to come and make their case. But th this is something that, you know, people could use against one another just to you know, be spiteful, take away somebody's guns. So... He also is going to appoint, and this has, I believe this has to go through Senate approval. Because one of the articles I read, it said if he is approved. Uh, he's appointing this David Chipman uh, as the head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, affectionately known as the ATF, 
or as Joe Biden called it throughout his entire speech, the AFT. AFT. So this is this David Chipman is an anti-gun lobbyist. Well, gee, he's going to be real fair and unbiased, I'm sure. Um, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is also an anti-gun person. The thing is, the people in, in these positions shouldn't be biased. If you're... known as an anti-gun lobbyist you're obviously biased against guns and people that own them uh, you know the attorney general should be a constitutionalist not an activist but anyways those are a couple of people that are going to be involved in you know taking your guns they want your guns registered at the first the HR 127 wants the Attorney General of the United States to have all the power over your guns. The, these executive orders, I heard, they want the, um, what's that other outfit? The Department of Justice, that's who it is, uh, to be over all the guns in America. All you're doing is making government and bureaucracy bigger, one way or the other. Uh, he talked about modified pistols. Uh, and these now need to be re. I guess if you buy a pistol, you go through a background check and you register. You're registered. But I guess if you add a shoulder brace, which makes it uh, easier to control and aim to your handgun, so it would basically be like the butt of a rifle. Okay, think of it that way. If you add a shoulder brace to your pistol to make it more stable and therefore more accurate, which I guess is what this Boulder terrorist used, um, then you have to register that with the government too. You know, and this is totally unconstitutional. Uh, you know, the Constitution is you have the right to keep and bear arms. And I think we should be allowed to have constitutional carry. Now, I'm for background checks. And another lie that Joe Biden and the media and the liberals and the anti-gun lobbyists like the like David Chipman, the president of the ATF, uh, are telling you is that if you go to a gun show, you don't have to go through a background check. Well, most of the, the dealers at the, uh, at the gun shows are certified gun dealers. They're registered with the federal government to sell firearms. And they have the background check equipment there at their gun show table. So there never is, never has been a gun show loophole. Uh, now some states, if I sell you a gun or you sell me a gun, we don't have to uh, register that transaction. I believe West Virginia is one of those. Um, but still, okay, let's just back the truck up. If you had constitutional care, you've passed your background check, and I believe mental status should be part of a, uh, 
you the background check. Not that the gun shop owner should ask you questions and evaluate your mental status, but if you've been seeking psychiatric counseling for certain things, that should be available to <clears throat> the gun background checks, okay? Anyhow, but if you're of sound mind, sound body, not a felon uh, and such, you should be able to carry your weapon wherever you want to. Open carry, you know, and I believe that we should have castle laws like in the state of Nevada, I just found this out through talking with somebody who lived there. They have the most open gun laws there is. If you're in your car or anything that's an extension of your castle or home, you have the right to have your gun handy. And if someone attacks you or breaks into your car, tries to carjack you, uh, is breaking into your home, you have every right to shoot that person and protect yourself. I, I, I'm big on guns for protection. But the, the whole thing is the right to keep, and we always overlook the right to bear arms, I think, in that sentence, which would be what's called constitutional carry. You can carry your gun wherever you go, because what if one of those people that was at the Boulder, Colorado shooting or the Florida spa shooting had been carrying a gun. Would have saved lives, maybe. You know? Democrats and liberals live in this world of maybe. And... And if, and so on and so forth. Well, maybe. Got some tobacco leaf stuck to my tongue. We conservatives should start living in that same if and maybe world. And be more passionate. And we, we pretty much are. Uh, but we get hammered in the media. Uh, Biden says, you know, this will not impinge on your right to bear arms. Now, a lot of people mistook that word impinge as his normal uh, incoherence. But it, what impinge means is have an, have an effect on especially a negative one. So he's saying this, these executive orders will not have a negative effect on your right to arm bears or bear arms. But House Bill 127 is going to have a very negative effect. And look, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Democrats, liberals left-wingers, hippies, dippies, and yippies. They aren't worried about today. They're not trying to, as they say in baseball, which I'm boycotting, they're not trying to hit a five-run home run. 
a five ran a five run grand slam home run okay the most runs you can score on a home run is four it's called a grand slam but in baseball terms there's you're trying to hit a five run grand slam which means you're trying too hard to hit the ball out of the park democrats are not doing that they're not trying too hard to hit this out of the park they're con they're content with We'll take a little piece of your freedom here. Take a little piece of your freedom there. Take a little piece there. And pretty soon they've got enough pieces. You're either softened up for them to take the whole thing. Or they've taken the whole thing piece by piece. Capiche? Let's look at something here. One thing, they, uh, one more lie that you know they tell is that in the beginning of the country... Not everyone was allowed to bear arms or own weapons. Not true. Only people that were not allowed to bear arms were Joe Biden's favorite people, slaves. And Joe Biden, in my opinion, is the most racist president we've had since either LBJ or Woodrow Wilson. Or Wilson Woodrow. Woodrow Wilson. Anyhow. But people did actually have the right to own cannons. There were, if you were a merchant ship it, back in the olden days, you had to be armed to the teeth. And they actually had some of the first automatic, semi-automatic weapons. Uh, there were guns back in the day that had multi, I mean, back in the 1600s before the Constitution was written, in the 1800s, there were multiple chamber guns. They weren't perfect. They weren't as good as the Colt six-shooter. But they were multi-chamber guns. They could fire all 5, 10, 15 chambers at once. They could fire them in succession. Now, some of these were flintlocks, so yes, it did take a little longer to fire... But for their time, they were the semi-automatic gun of the day. Also, at times, back in the early beginnings of this country, merchant ships with their cannons would be brought in to be part of the defense of the nation. So yes, a normal, average, ordinary person could own a cannon and put it on their ship. I don't know too many average ordinary people back in the olden days that had, you know, a cannon in their front yard for, you know, shits and giggles in case the Redcoats showed up, but just saying. Uh, they had what were my, one of my favorite kind of guns. Uh, it's called a blunderbust, and it was a gun without, I mean, you could, they would put bullets or pellets, but they would put all kind of shit in these things and pack it down in there. And carry it for protection. Uh, what they'd stuff the gunpowder down in there, and then whatever they found on the ground was it, you know, broken glass, rocks, splinters, uh, whatever they could pick up. You know, maybe they had you know some uh, bullets, which back then they were just round pellets, uh, kind of things, but. Um, and they would just pack them into these blunderbusts, and it was a one-shot deal. 
you know, but it would protect you when you were walking the street at night. Uh, if you were on a ship and somebody was, you know, uh, getting out of line or there was a mutiny or someone was trying to uh, get on your ship and you didn't want them on there like pirates, the captain would have his blunder bust and it would be packed with whatever crap he could pack into it and it would just disperse out the front of the gun in a big uh, plume of projectiles you know that would be a hell of a that would that that'd leave a mark but biden referred to this gun epidemic gun shooting epidemic which it is in chicago detroit uh, anybody that's been involved in a mass shooting, God bless you. Rest, you know, God rest the souls of those people. But Biden says this is a public health matter. So, what freedoms have we given up just in the last year for a public health matter? Well, you've given up your right to assemble, they took that from us in the name of a public health matter. We gave up our freedom of religion. We couldn't go to church for a few months because of public health matters. And meanwhile, the public health matter, the crisis, the virus, spread even when we were giving up our freedoms. So uh, we gave up our right to work. You were laid off. You were unemployed. For several months, if you were called non-essential, since when is its government's job to decide whose uh, employment it is in, is essential? Think about that. Uh, but these were all used, uh, these freedoms were all taken away from us under the name of a public health matter. So you think about that. The government says... We're not going to, what was the word he used, impinge on your right to bear arms through these executive orders, but we have to do this as a matter of public health. Well, they've impinged on many of our rights. You, you don't even have the right to walk around without wearing a government-approved mask or a face covering. Uh, as some places are calling it. We don't even have that right anymore as Americans in some places. We have to wear a mask if we want to go into a store or restaurant. So they've taken many rights. They've impinged on many rights in the last year in the name of public health. Think about that, folks. Like, share, subscribe to the channel, the video, all that fun stuff. As always, God bless you. Pray for one another. I'll see you next time on Americana the American Way.